Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York on President's Day, February 20th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. Four people, a Greenport businessman, a Connecticut father of two, and a couple from Brooklyn were killed late Friday night when two vehicles crashed head-on in East Marion. Uh, That's between Greenport and Orient Point. As reported on Newsday.com, the crash involving a 2023 Tesla and a 2020 Ford Explorer happened in the eastbound lane of Route 25, just west of Truman's Beach. South Old Town Police Chief Martin Flatley said two people were in each vehicle. Police identified the victims as Heath Miller, 47, of Greenport, and William Price, 55, of Wilton, Connecticut, who were in the Tesla, and Peter R. Smith, 80, and Patricia A. O'Neill, 66, both of Brooklyn, who were in the Explorer. Police said the Tesla had been traveling west and that the Explorer was eastbound in the small North Fork community at the time of the crash. Quote, one of the vehicles caught fire, so he had three fire departments out there, flatly said. The police chief said the Tesla had a lithium battery that made it difficult for the fire departments to extinguish the flames and that the two occupants were trapped inside the car. The Explorer flipped with its two occupants stuck inside. Flatley said there was no indication alcohol was involved in the crash. The condition of the vehicles makes for a challenging investigation, he said. State police were assisting with accident reconstruction and in identifying who was driving each vehicle. The Southold and Orient Fire Departments assisted East Marion volunteers and Suffolk County Emergency Services at the scene. Chief Flatley said such a horrific crash takes its toll on first responders. Quote, it has its effect on the officers and firemen who are there, he said. Here on the south side, getting through Southampton this past Friday afternoon, at least by land, made February feel more like July for a few hours. Around 6 p.m. on Friday, after a nearly three-hour closure that snarled east uh, end-of-day trade parade traffic on 27N, 27A in Southampton, County Road 39 finally reopened. According to police, at 2.50 p.m. on Friday, they received several emergency calls regarding a driver of a 2017 Honda eastbound on Sunrise Highway striking highway signs and guardrails. As reported on 27East.com, New York State Police and Southampton Town Police Patrol units were responding when the driver emerged onto County Road 39, continuing to strike signs and driving on the curbed areas. The driver continued moving east and crossed into westbound traffic, hitting two vehicles head-on. Patrol units arrived at the accident and rendered aid to the victims. The driver of the Honda, Tatiana Martin, 48, of East Hampton, was transported by Southampton Volunteer Ambulance to an area hospital. The other two motorists were uninjured. Martin was issued a ticket for aggravated unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle in the third degree, a misdemeanor. Looking at politics, Maria Moore, the mayor of the village of West Hampton Beach, is looking to change her title to the supervisor of the town of Southampton. On Saturday, officials in the town's Democratic Committee confirmed her candidacy. They expect to hold their official nominating convention on February 25th. Kitty Merrill reports on 27East.com that Moore will face off against Southampton Town Councilperson Cindy McNamara, 
whose candidacy for supervisor was announced by the Republican committee last month. McNamara will run with incumbent councilperson Rick Martell and William Parrish, who is currently a town trustee. The screening committee announced that Michael Anthony Iasili, a Sag Harbor resident and long-serving town trustee Bill Powell, will join more as Democratic Party candidates on the Southampton Town Board ticket. Moore was elected to helm the village of West Hampton Beach in 2014, running for the Progress for West Hampton Beach party line. She defeated incumbent Conrad Teller to become the village's first female mayor at the age of 54. It was the very first political campaign for the then treasurer of the West Hampton Free Library and attorney. During the campaign for that first vote, she said uh, she wanted to help Main Street businesses and address water quality problems in nearby bays. Both became focal points for her administration. And finally, across Long Island, school leaders have started drafting budgets as they prepare for school budget voting in May, with several already indicating they plan to include proposals for tax relief. Local administrators cite several factors enabling them to do so, including Governor Kathy Hochul's call for a record expansion of state school aid in 2023-24 and a recent state drive to direct more money toward uh, high-need districts. Most of the region's 124 districts will be releasing estimates in coming weeks. School taxes are a key factor in the region's high cost of living, accounting for more than 60% of property owners' tax bills. Those charges rank among the highest in the country, studies have shown. John Hildebrand and Michael R. Ebert reporting on Newsday.com that financial experts predicted, however, that many districts will be able to keep tax hikes relatively low in their proposals this spring. Hochul's plan for a record increase in state school aid is a big reason for optimism. It would include an extra $775 million for Long Island alone. Quote, the more the state supports public education, the more pressure it takes off property taxes, said Ryan Roof, uh, chief operating officer of the regional Eastern Suffolk BOCES educational system headquartered in Patchogue. Roof and other authorities cautioned, however, that fiscal conditions vary widely from district to district and that systems will need to be careful in their planning. The state is working toward completion of a three-year phase in of large increases in financial aid and is not expected to be nearly as generous in its assistance after 2023-24. For that reason, districts generally may uh, not want to actually cut taxes next year if it might put them in the position of having to raise rates sharply later on. Reading the weather in East Hampton in honor of our first guest, Jerry Simons, joining us for the Medical Monday segment, underwritten by Jennifer Benton at the bottom of the hour to talk about an event coming up. We've got Gillian uh, Gordon Crozier and Ellen Sherman joining us at the bottom of the next hour uh, for a uh, very presidential edition of um, the Monday Meditation. They're going to be talking about their new podcast and uh, some presidential streaming things you can look forward uh, that's at the bottom of the next hour. All right, let's see what's going on in East Hampton for the weather. 
And then um, I do have some very presidential tracks prepared for you from all decades and genres. But first, got to get across 110th Street in America itself with Bobby Womack and Nancy Griffith before our first featured local artist, Annie Trezza, here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Today on Washington's birthday, a 20% chance of showers after 4 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 51 degrees. Southwest wind around 11 miles per hour tonight. A chance of rain before 4 a.m., then rain and snow likely. Otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 36 degrees. West wind 7 to 9 miles per hour becoming northeast after midnight. Right now it is 47 degrees. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Bobby Wolmack. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Just won't let the junkie go free 
got a little new millennium new millennium rock block prepared for you that was annie treza from her blue suitcase number two ep from 2019 uh keeping it local for our medical monday segment underwritten by jerry underwritten by 
Jennifer Benton, welcoming back to the program Jerry Simons of Stony Brook Medicine. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Gianna. How are you on this Monday? I am so grateful to have you on the line, uh, infusing some energy from you. I've been a little out of it this past week, so I know we've got some stuff coming up. Now, is the next event uh, that you have to talk about, is it February 25th or or March? Uh, Yeah, actually, it was just moved. Um, the next event uh, that I'm going to be involved with is March 25th. Got it. And <clears throat> even though it's a Monday morning, it's probably one of the coolest things that you'll hear about. It's a cooperative between Stony Brook Medicine and the public libraries of Suffolk County, where Stony Brook University and Stony Brook Medicine send a team of public health professionals, nursing, social work, and physician assistants. We stock, we staff an information table at the local library where we do everything from helping people with social service issues like housing problems, filling out paperwork to be able to get access to services, blood pressure screenings, uh, information on Lyme and ticks. Uh, We bring our famous plastic bagels where people have to pick out the ticks from the little poppy seeds. So when you come to Hampton Bays on March 25th from 11 to 4, there'll be a Stony Brook team waiting. And if you've got a question, we've probably got someone that can answer it. Okay, so this is going to be at the Hampton Bays Library? Correct. It was originally at Southampton, and then we moved it to... um, March 25th, 11 to 4, in Hampton Bay's library. And you don't have to be a member of of that specific library, right, in order to attend this event? Uh, Nope. We've had people come from all over and even visitors from out of town that saw their table and wanted a tick flyer or wanted to get their blood pressure checked or had issues about um, how to access their electronic medical record, which is a big issue, especially for people that aren't computer literate, how to get onto their medical portal to get information or order prescriptions, things like that. I feel like this has to be extra important right now, considering uh, coming out of the pandemic into a period of, of high inflation. It's a tough time for people. Huge. Absolutely. So our job is to help you maximize your Uh, information you can get from insurance, connect you with local resources if you need health education or access to screening tools. So it's a wonderful time to support your library and get your blood pressure stuck, for example. You know, and I think, uh, you know, you meant, I mentioned earlier about being like a member of a library. I think the way it works in Suffolk County, if you have a membership anywhere, I think you can go to any one of the other libraries. Do you happen to know if I'm right about that? Well, just through my own experience, um, I ended up near the Bayshore Library, and I had my East Hampton Library card. I had to print out uh, something last minute, and they said, yeah, of course, your East Hampton card will work through um, this public library collaborative of Suffolk County. So I believe that it's all... 
uh, an even exchange through the whole county. How cool is that? And how lucky are we? I have to imagine it's not like that everywhere. And um, I'm just so grateful that we're part of the Suffolk County right. Library System. Exactly. So, you, you, you so Gianna, if you're, Go ahead, you're if, sorry, if your listeners are not driving, they can grab their smartphone calendar or a pen and write down that date, Saturday, March 25th, 11 to 4 at the Hampton Bays Library. And the second big event is Saturday, April 22nd at Taconic Landing, where everybody's favorite institution, the Stony Brook Southampton Hospital Tick Resource Center, has our big spring kickoff event where we will have our big tick-borne disease awareness lecture for about an hour and a half hosted by Taconic Landing. We'll have our famous free tick kits that you see people walking around with, tons of great tick info. We'll have PA students and health students to help answer questions and give out materials. Um, It's going to be a big event also. What comes in the tick kit? I'm sorry? What comes in the tick kit? Oh, so when we get the tick kit, it has um, a little tweezer, a small forceps. It's got uh, Band-Aids. It's got uh, a little Bactroban, like a little antibiotic. It's got tick information. So it's everything you need should you be exposed to a tick. Yeah. And and just a note, uh, right. for as someone, you know, as a, a health officer's daughter who grew up uh, yeah. knowing knowing a little bit about this stuff and having done it many times. As far as removing a tick is concerned, uh, patience is your number one best friend. You can, even without uh, tweezers, get the entire tick out as long as you stay calm uh, You and grip the tick. You, you pull it not too hard, but at the exact, uh, I don't know what the word is, but... As much as the tick Angle. is holding in, you pull out. So you pull out at at the equal amount that it's kind of gripping in there, and just stay mm-hmm. stay like that, holding pressure. The tick will eventually let go and come out, so you don't have the the head burrowed in there. Um, this is such an important topic. So, you know, I'm going to ask you back ahead of that. So one of the important things why we like to give out these tick kits is the Stony Brook Southampton uh, uh, Tick Resource Center has really found that using a super tiny little forceps is the most effective way um, to get rid of a tick. So we definitely encourage people to use forceps and a little bit of antibiotic lotion afterwards. Definitely. And Gianna, in our final second, just yes. to remind everybody out there on the East End, if you've got a high school student or a college student interested in healthcare, the Stony Brook Southampton campus has amazing occupational, physical therapy, speech and language, health informatics, physician assistant training, right in the heart of Southampton. And we want to train these future health professionals in the Hamptons to hopefully keep them here where they're really needed. Amen. So if you've got a high school or college kid interested in health care, make sure you look us up. All right. So you got to come back. We'll have you back before that March 25th and the April 
uh, kickoff event uh, for tick-borne um, disease awareness uh, day. Fantastic. Thanks for all you do for the East End. Right back at you, Jerry Simons of Stony Brook Medicine. I'm Gianna Volpe. This was the Medical Monday segment underwritten by uh, Jennifer Benton. Uh, this is Silver Chair, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Across the night was the moon that stole my slumber. Across the night, I fell in love with people's Favorite parts.
Keeping it 2002 with this next one, it's Rufus Wainwright's cover of Across the Universe from the I Am Sam soundtrack. Here on WLI WFM. Words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither while they pass, they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing and caressing me. Limit 
When was the last time you heard the term Y2K? Well, we're going to be hopping from just after Y2K to just before 1999. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Alien Ant Farm ahead of Modest Mouse and Built to Spill. Then Electric President and the Presidents of the United States of America as we enter the President's section of the set list here on President's Day. Deep inside of a parallel universe is getting hotter and harder to tell. What came first? Underwater with thoughts can breathe easily. Far away you were made in the sea. 
right. If you thought that was a little too hard, you're probably not going to like this next one. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, after afterward, you'll get the NPR news break, and then we'll take it down uh, quite a few notches with Modest Mouse, Dark Center of the Universe, Built to Spill, Center of the Universe, and we've got Electric Present and the Presence of the United States with We Were Never Built to Last and We Are Not Going to Make It. Ahead of our president's section of the set list, uh, we will have Ellen Sherman and Gillian Gordon-Crozier joining us to talk about their Binge or Bomb podcast at the bottom of the next hour for the Monday Meditation. I'm Gianna Volpe, the humble host of the Heart of the East End, the morning and midnight show here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut. 96.9 if you're tuning in from central or western Suffolk County. Of course, you can stream us online wherever you are on WLIW.org radio. It's also where you can find uh, the archived shows as well as the playlists for every edition of The Heart. You can uh, listen to it whenever you are ready. If you're, you know, if you're not available uh, between nine and eleven a.m. or after midnight, um, you can also check out the Studio Fifty One tab on wliw.org/radio. That has all of the Studio Fifty One sessions. Those are live in studio performances of local artists. There are quite a number of really awesome uh, in studio performance. And interviews by myself and Brian Cosgrove of the Afternoon and Overnight Ramble. Um, again, I'm Gianna Volpe. This is a little alien ant farm from Anthology, the 1999 record universe, leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. You, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the weekday morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres. In interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Should I? 
side Your regimen is all too slow See why you cry Get sting from the hive See, you're right Let's go. 